0: Welcome to the Truly Nourished Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. In this week's episode, I want to talk about the old way of relating to food and the new way. The old way, unfortunately, deprives our body, our mind, and our soul, but The new way of relating to food that I'm going to share will leave you feeling peaceful, free, and like a truly nourished woman. Before I jump into that, I quickly want to mention the offerings I have for you right now. First, I do have a few one-on-one coaching spots available. If you are a woman who is committed to herself, to her health, and to living her best life, and... If you feel like it's time to claim your peace and freedom with both your body and food and begin to feel like a truly nourished woman in life by healing your relationship with food, then this is for you. It's my three-month high-level support, me as your guide and mentor, private coaching where you get lots of my attention. It's highly interactive. There's an initial 60-minute jumpstart session on Zoom, then daily access to me on Voxer, which is a voice messaging app so that we can coach in the moment as needed. So there's no waiting for a coaching call every week to receive the support and guidance that you need, which will help you make shifts faster. And then at the end of the three months, a 60-minute wrap-up and celebration session. Also, my newest group program, The Peace Process, is open for early enrollment and has pre-sale pricing right now, meaning it's at the lowest price. It's going to be of $3,033, and as we get closer to January, the price will increase. This is the program to free yourself from obsessing and stressing about your eating once and for all, and finally, find your ease with food, with your mind, and your body. So if you're ready to step into feeling like a truly nourished woman inside and out, then the peace process will help you finally experience this natural, this easy, this healthful, this peaceful and pleasurable relationship with food. A new relationship with food that allows you to experience the vibrancy you desire, the inner peace and calm you desire, the body joy and confidence you desire, and the food, ease, and true nourishment you desire. If you're interested in working with me in either the private coaching or the peace process, you can message me on Instagram at RebeccaLaurelHill or email hello at RebeccaLaurelHill.com. Just say hi, let me know you're interested, let me know if you have questions, and you can get started. It's so exciting. I am thrilled to be putting out these offers and more new offers to come to really help and serve you to get to where you want to be in your relationship with food, in your body, in your overall life wellness. And I cannot wait to meet you. Okay. Now let's dive into this new way of relating to food that leaves you feeling peaceful, free, and truly nourished. My favorite phrase. (laughs) Okay. So to get there, I'm first going to talk about the old way. To give you the contrast and comparison, the old way is about restricting food so that you can change your body. So this will come from having a feeling that I don't like my body in some sort of way, so maybe we go on a diet that promises weight loss as an outcome, or we will do something to attempt to exert control over our eating or to cut calories, to count macros, or maybe we go on a cleanse or a detox or whatever type of uh, label the restriction has. And it can look many different ways, but in the end, you are restricting your food in some way because of the feeling that My body needs to change, and the way that I've been told to do this uh, is to restrict my food. And, you know, there's this certain type of body image that the society holds, and I must conform to that. So all these sorts of things play into this desire to restrict the food, right? Or there's a someone said, I need to be a certain weight to be healthy. All of these things will lead to restriction of food with the goal of changing the body. And anytime we decide to restrict, we're going to begin to default to that plan of eating, whatever that plan of restriction is, like the ones I just mentioned, instead of using our body as our guide for what, when, and how to eat. This means that we're going to easily begin to ignore body cues, ignore things like hunger cues or our need for satisfaction, you know, noticing how food feels in our body, we're going to start to naturally ignore these things. And anytime we're ignoring these biological cues, because we have ideas in our mind that we have to eat according to a certain plan, way of eating, according to a certain time, in a certain way, we ignore the things that our body is asking for and desiring. And then because of this deprivation, we will start to think about food more. This is just the natural progression. We think about when do I get to eat, okay? And what should I be eating when I do eat? How much should I be eating when I eat or not be eating in order to fit into the parameters of whatever the plan of restriction is? And approaching food and eating in this way naturally leads to increased feelings of stress. We feel stressed about making the food choices correctly. We also feel stressed about our body as not good enough or not at the correct weight. And if weight loss is the goal, we might step on the scale and feel stressed about whatever we see on the scale. We can also begin to feel frustrated That's another very common feeling that can present itself with that stress. And anytime we're in a stressed state mentally, our body produces more cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone, and it signals the body to store more fat and to slow our metabolism as a stress hormone, because it's meant for fighting and fleeing. That's why the body produces it. So our body correlates this mental stress and emotional stress related to restricting the food, being on the plan with this need or expectation that we have to fight or flee. Therefore, it's thinking, okay, we're gonna have to fight or flee because she's stressed. Therefore, let's hold on to the fat Let's even store more fat and also let's slow down her metabolism too to make it easier to store the fat so that we have all this energy ready and stored up so that when that time comes to fight or to flee, we are prepared. The other thing that happens when cortisol goes up is that our body will produce more ghrelin hormone. Ghrelin is a hormone that intensifies our hunger signals So that we really want to eat more. We have more drive to eat too. We're going to feel hungry more often when we're stressed because of this interaction with cortisol and ghrelin hormones. So the body perceives the stress. Therefore, it wants you to eat more, to have fuel, to fight, or to flee. And then your hunger increases to help get you more fuel. When we get these strong feelings of hunger... When we're wanting to restrict our food because we're on the plan, it can feel very frustrating again because we want to feel less hunger, right? Also, our body will naturally crave richer foods because of this as well, foods that are higher in things like fat and sugar and just more calorie dense in general so that it can be well prepared for this stress and this fighting and fleeing that it thinks we're approaching. And because from the body's perspective, if we're going to be doing this fighting and fleeing, you know, it's, it's, of course, it's incredibly smart and wise to crave and desire these high energy calorie dense foods. So All of this is our body's natural way. It's just how it does things. It's our body's natural reaction to restriction. First, there's the physical plan to restrict, right? Then there's the starting to worry about food, to abide by the food rules, to do it right, mental stress. And then that kicks in all these hormonal stress responses. And then... What happens next next is that we typically tend to overeat as a reaction to this stress to this denying ourselves the nourishment that our body has been asking for. Because once again, remember, we're starting to also ignore our body cues because we're so much up in our head and not living in our body. We're living according to the rules and the plan instead of letting our body guide. And so our body is being denied of certain things because we're not in touch with it. This is going to spark overeating type of reactions. So Whatever the plan is, whatever the type of restriction, whatever the quote-unquote healthy way of eating is that a person may pursue for the sake of changing their body, the natural reaction of denying ourselves what our body has been asking for will cause overeating. Of course, this is the opposite of what we really want to be doing, right? It often leads then also to feelings of guilt, And perhaps even more frustration. So the guilty feelings for overeating or for maybe eating what we perceive as the wrong foods, the bad foods, based on whatever the diet culture has said are the wrong, bad foods. The other thing that can happen is we might feel more shame about our body too. We might blame ourselves for how we're eating or how we're not eating. Of course, this leads to more stress, right? So it's like this downward spiral and greater levels of stress around food, around our body, and just around our eating in general because of this restriction. And as we stress more, as emotions get higher, things like overeating typically can increase as a way of coping with the emotions and stress. So we have increased emotional desiring for food too as a way to comfort. And this can even spiral down into increased feelings of hopelessness and thinking, you know, what's wrong with me? Because you're wanting to do this thing, you've set this goal, right? For healthy eating, for weight loss, whatever it might be, you start to restrict And then all of a sudden you're overeating the food, you're craving more food. Like it's just like all going the opposite of what you really wanted, right? And then you can start to make a meaning about it, which makes you have these feelings and these ideas that something's wrong with you. So restriction just sets the stage for the exact opposite of what we really want, such as, you know, happiness and feeling good. And and just like, living life freely and enjoying food and all the things that we really want, it creates the exact opposite. So the point to remember is anytime we're going against our body, we're not using our body as our guide, as our um, uh, signal, as our <laughs> expert in terms of how to eat. Anytime we're not doing that, it's things are going to go the opposite way of what we really want them to. And a few weeks ago, I posted about this on social media. It got a bit of attention. I basically said that if you ever again think about restricting your eating as the answer to better health and happiness to just remember all the things that I just mentioned. Okay, so that is the old way. That's not what this episode is about. But like I said, I wanted to give that to set you up to really see the new way. And thank goodness there is a new way. And it's the way of the truly nourished woman. So we can let that old way go. It doesn't have to be the way we do things. There are so many better ways. Thank goodness. And that's what I'm going to share. So the first step, instead of the old way of criticizing our body and judging it, the new way is to practice accepting and appreciating the body that we have. Even if we don't love everything about our body. Even if we look in the mirror and we're like, I would change this and I would change this. That's fine, whatever. That doesn't mean that you can't accept and appreciate the body you have for its God-given capabilities and the wonderful things that it does for you in order to be able to walk on this earth and have the life that you have. Because what do we all really want in life anyway? When we say that we want health and happiness, you know, that we want a certain body shape or size, what are we actually really wanting what we always want is just a feeling. And the feeling we all really want is just to feel good. Does feeling good really require a certain body shape or size? No. It's just our perspective. We have this idea, this perspective that that will give us feeling good, but it doesn't. And I've done a podcast episode several episodes back about why you know changing your body will not make you happy. So you can check with that episode. But to feel good in our body, to feel good in our mind and our thoughts, and to feel good in our soul is to live a satisfying and fulfilling life and to have the right perspective of life. That's what truly makes us happy and feeling good day to day. So the secret to this, of course, to get there is treating yourself well. And here's what I mean. If we're judging ourselves criticizing ourselves, not feeling good because of what we believe we should be or what we believe we need to be, then that's not treating ourselves well, that judgment. If we're not treating ourselves well, we can't have the real health and happiness that we truly desire. We can't feel like that nourished woman if we can't give ourselves our own love and respect, right? If we are our own critic. An enemy, so to speak, fighting with ourselves, fighting with our body. If we can't give ourselves what we actually need, we're never going to be able to feel the way that we want to feel truly in life. So if we're not treating ourselves well, um, you know, that's huge. That's the old way. The new way is treating yourself well. So that big first step in the new way is to shift your relationship with yourself and with your body, like how you talk to yourself and how you um, relate to your body. So what would it be like? Okay, imagine this. What would it be like and what would you do if you simply thought of your body with kindness and treated your body with kindness instead of judging it? which leads to the old way of doing things and the old patterns with food. The next important thing in this new way with food is choice, the power of choice. It's about making choices for your health and well-being that fit you, that fit your personality, your interests, your desires, your preferences, These are the types of choices that are the best way to express self-love, self-appreciation, and receive what you want in terms of feeling healthy, feeling vibrant, feeling confident, and feeling nourished in your body. Another important thing related to choice is, of course, being flexible instead of rigid. Being flexible to change your decisions and understanding that there are no rigid rules. There's no rules except whatever rule you want to make for yourself that feels so good for you. There's no laws. There's no right strategies. There's no wrong strategies when it comes to food. There are no specific things required except what works for you and what feels good and what makes you feel vibrant and alive and healthy. And in the new way, we are connecting to our bodies to help us get there based on how our body feels. That's what decisions we're going to make right now in this moment. So what do you think your body needs based on what it's telling you? What matters to you most in this moment when it pertains to how you want to nourish yourself and give your body what it needs? This is according to your values. This could also apply to other types of self-care, you know, such as sleep and exercise too. Instead of doing what other people do or doing what other people preach and tell you to do, this is about coming back to your body and to your unique needs and preferences and what helps you thrive and what helps you feel good. So it's, it's once again, releasing all the rules and the The idea is that it has to be a certain way and allowing your body to lead you. What is your body telling you? That's what we want to understand and know and honor. So getting back to choices, every choice that you make, whether it's a big choice or just a very, very small little day-to-day choice, every choice creates evidence for you that you either care about yourself or you don't. And that you are either committed to improving your well-being and living as a truly nourished woman or you are not. Now, if you make the choices that represent the negative, you know, that's okay. (laughs) There's no perfection required. It's just that we want to create more and more evidence and stack more and more evidence through these little day-to-day choices that, yes... I do want to have the well-being, and I'm committed to that. I do want to feel like a truly nourished woman, and I'm going to take this little baby step today to give myself evidence of that. So choice is the foundation for moving into the upward spiral. You know, I had mentioned how restriction t- takes us into that downward spiral. Choice is a foundational element for an upward spiral, spiraling up into becoming that truly nourished woman instead of spiraling down into the frustration, the self-sabotage, and the despair that will come from doing all the food restriction stuff. And now I also want to mention that I realize habits die hard and restricting food can just be a habit, right? Diet mentality can be a habit. All the ways we think about food and relate to food with that restrictive mindset, it it can all be a habit, but every habit can be changed. It just takes daily practice of the new way and not perfection, just practice. As I had mentioned, every little choice adds up, so it doesn't require perfection to get to a new habit. It just requires consistently showing up to do the practice in the new way, even though it's shaky, wobbly, not great. (laughs) Maybe it's really bad some days, but it's that commitment to show up and practice. That's what gets you there. It's like any other skill and thing that we've learned over our lifetime. Anything new always starts out shaky and wobbly. When you learn to write, when you learn to tie your shoes, when you learn how to drive a car, when you... Learn to speak a foreign language, you know, whatever you've learned in your life, learn to play a musical instrument. You've learned many things, my love, I'm sure you have. And we just have to remember each one of us that it's okay for it to be all shaky and wobbly at the beginning. That's the process. And as long as you're practicing the new way for yourself, as long as you're committed to these little, little choices in new ways And letting it be wobbly without judgment, it's going to become a new skill for you. It's going to become easy and effortless for you. So I really want to emphasize that there is power to even the simplest, smallest choices. And a key question that you can ask yourself moment to moment, day to day, when you're desiring to create a new habit is, Is this helping to create a better life for myself? Just keep it really broad in general. I love that question. Is it helping me to create a better life for myself in this moment? This one little choice that I can make right now. I can either do this or I could do that. Which one's creating a better life for me? Am I willing to do that? Yes or no? That's the question you can be asking moment to moment to moment. You don't need a perfect plan. You don't need a perfect way of eating. It's the little moment-to-moment choices that we make 24-7, 365 in our life, they add up and stack up incrementally. And that's what gets us there. And there's so much freedom in this when we do it this way, when we just tune into ourselves and ask the question, would this help me to create the better life for myself or would this? And when it comes to food choices, one of the most important things is to give yourself that unconditional permission to eat. Choose foods you love to eat without the rules, without the judgments. Unapologetically leave these judgments behind, these old food rules, these old ideas. You know, leave them behind in the old way. Because in the new way, we don't judge food. Rather, we choose the foods that we love to eat, that satisfy us, that bring us pleasure, that make our taste buds happy, and that make our bodies feel good. And once again, we don't have to be perfect at you know, making choosing the foods that always make our body feel good. Of course, we want to do that because we want to feel good, right? But sometimes we will eat in a way and... You know, make a choice and notice mm, my body doesn't like that so much. And for example, I was recently in New York for a weekend. I ate a lot of desserts, a lot of sugar, more than I typically would in my normal day-to-day life. But I chose to do that because that's what I wanted to do at that moment. I also got less quality sleep than I normally do, but I had a lot of fun that, you know, answered the question, is this helping you to create a better life for myself? Yes, because I wanted to go to New York and I wanted to have a lot of fun and I just wanted to really do things that I don't normally do in my day-to-day life. But when I was flying home, I noticed I could feel the physical effects of it. My body was speaking to me. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that was not like what I want to do every day in my life, but I don't regret it. I don't regret my choices at all because I thoroughly enjoyed every dessert, every bite, I thoroughly enjoyed the time I spent out, you know, late and in talking to people and not getting maybe the best sleep. I had so much fun over that weekend. I was living life fully. I was making choices that were answering the question of, is this, you know, going to add to the quality of my life? But I also knew on the plane ride home, yeah, we're not going to do that all the time. And I know that also, this is the other important thing. I know that it's just a small micro moment of my overall life, right? And of course, because I'm here to live healthy, full, vibrant life and not deprive myself, I'd like to balance my choices, you know, have fun, but then also when I get home, do the things that I know really work for me to feel amazing, to be able to show up and serve and to, you know, um, have the energy that I want and just feel like my own version of a truly nourished woman. So, this is the new way and I want to I want you to think about it this way too. It, you know, if you desire to feel like a truly nourished woman, to think about it's not all or none, black and white. We can have it all. It's a this and that way with food. We can make little choices in each moment that of course spiral us upward or that spiral us downward. Let's make the choices that help spiral us upward. There are no rules. There are no shoulds. There are no have-tos. There is space and freedom in this by just using this, these little um, choices, the power of choice. You know, there's tons of space and freedom for the fun, for the enjoyment, for the pleasure. And when we approach food and life this way, we never feel deprived. And if we never feel deprived, It means that we're able to stay in balance because anytime there's deprivation, the pendulum, you know, if you imagine a pendulum, if we pull it one way, it always swings the other to the far side. And so that's like deprivation. It's like pulling the pendulum one way and then it's always going to swing to the other. To avoid that, don't deprive ourselves. So, you know, if we're not depriving ourselves, we will not have a tendency to then want to overcompensate or to aka overeat because it's when we are deprived, you're, again, that the pendulum swings. So, um, you know, it's this whole got to get it while I can type of feeling. That's the pendulum swing, right? It's this, it's going to be taken away again, so I better just eat it all now. Got to get it while I can. That's what's going on subconsciously for us. Or it can also be because maybe we are restricting and really depriving ourselves, you know, for the sake of changing our body or whatever that reason is. It c- that can lead us to also feeling so depleted. Deprivation over a period of time will lead to feelings of depletion, whether that's mental and emotional depletion or little, literal uh, physical depletion because we're getting so famished before we eat. But oftentimes, you know, with the course of dieting, it's like this mental and emotional depletion from that deprivation that causes us to just throw our hands up in the air and be like, oh, I don't care anymore, I wanna eat at all. Like I talk about on episodes that what the heck effect, that's basically what that is. Now, another aspect of this new way of approaching food is respecting your body's communication signals. Like I kind of alluded to earlier, you know, communication for what, when, and how much to eat. So when I was in New York, I knew I was going to be going back home to my normal routine that feels so good for me that I love. And when I'm at home, you know, I, of course I do it a different way because that's my biggest scope of my life. I'm not going to New York to have fun every single weekend. Now, if I was, I would change it up. (laughs) If I was literally going to New York every weekend, I wouldn't do that every single weekend, you know, coming back to the balance. So, you know, when I'm at home, I'm focusing on taste and satisfaction. Of course, you know, I'm eating in terms of the foods I love to eat. But I'm also maintaining a physical balance that helps me really feel good physically, too. And the other important thing I want to mention is that I'm always non negotiable with my sleep and my daily movement. You know, these are the self care practices that I have deeply ingrained, like habits that I have that I've created over time, because not because it's a rule or a should or because I have fear if I don't, my body's going to do this or that or whatever. No, it's because. It feels so good to me. I've created my own way of living as a truly nourished woman that just works for me. And my way should be different than yours. I believe we are all unique and we all have to find our own way that works for us. And I know for me, really good sleep 99.9% of the days of the year and also daily movement just works so good for me. But you know, oftentimes if i am on a, a trip or doing something i don't necessarily do my normal exercise routine either. It's it's um it's all fluid, it's flexible, it's free, okay? That's the new way. So, we want to respect our body's communication, but that doesn't mean not having fun, not having joy in our life and it doesn't mean not having ease. You know, we don't want to be so rigid that we're not able to feel ease in our life. So, this is the new way. We can have it all. We can indulge in delightful desserts. We can have a weekend of fun with less quality sleep while also having great health, tons of vibrancy, wonderful well-being. That's the new way. So in the new way, it's not this or that. It is this and that. Instead of restricting or using food strategies that are not our own, you know, various meal plans, diets, counting things, having food rules, i.e. the old way. Instead, we're going to tune into our body's communication and honor it the best that we can and serve it too, right? Serve our body in the way that helps it to feel its best. But as I just shared about my own life, (laughs) it's never perfect. It doesn't have to be. And that is the next thing I I do just want to mention in more detail about the new way. Instead of striving for perfection, allow your eating patterns to unfold in a natural and free way that strengthens your confidence as your body's caregiver. Instead of having this rigid mindset that it has to be this way and it can never be the other way like that, this or that. Instead of that, what we want to do is just allow things to unfold like, okay, how's my body feeling now? Oh, okay. I ate that thing. How's my body feel? Oh, I got this amount of sleep. How's my body feel? Oh, I moved my body this way today. How's my body feel? It's like gathering this little bits of evidence day to day through the small moment to moment choices. And then once again, allowing things to unfold in this natural and free way that shows you, oh, I am a competent caregiver of my body. And like for myself, I care deeply about my body. I want to feel my best. I want to be its competent caregiver. I also want to look my best too, you know, Um, taking care of myself with plenty of sleep, plenty of good nourishment, plenty of movement, all, and also this is huge, plenty of peace of mind, like the mind nourishment, the peaceful mind, not stressing, uh, having that um, emotional empowerment too. So for myself as well, I do lots of that mind and soul nourishment, nourishing the inner being, processing emotions when they need to be processed, all of these things. These are essentials for me. So I personally aspire to be a competent caregiver to my body and my whole being, but I see like no perfection is required. No rigidity is required. So That's what I wanted to say about that. It's about the small moment-to-moment choices. It's about being in tune with yourself and then collecting the evidence that shows you what works for you and what doesn't. And, um, you know, when I was in New York, I knew my choices were not sustainable for living as a truly nourished woman 365 days a year. I knew, like, if I had kept that up most of the days, like, I wouldn't be doing so good. And as my body's caretaker and someone who honors its communication, as soon as I got home, I resolved to get back to my old way that, you know, my routine way, not, not the old way, like restriction, but the root, my routine way that allows me to feel my best. So here's the summary of the new way. First, be flexible with your food choices. No rules, no restrictions. Choose foods you love to eat. This might entail for you exploring your food preferences first. Because if you've had a lot of diet history, diet programming even, just from people around you, if you uh, have a lot of food rules in your mind, you might not really know what your food preferences are. If you've been um, you know, following rules your whole life, being influenced your whole life from other people by certain food rules you know, if restriction has been a big part of your life, that might be more challenging. So the, it's time to question, okay, this is the, this is what you do. If, if that's you, if you relate to that, you're not really even hundred percent sure what your preferences are because you've lived in this like rules and rigidity around food for a long time. The questions to ask are this, why do I eat what I eat and why don't I eat what I don't eat, be curious, see what comes up. These are the really powerful questions to uncover your food rules. Why do I eat what I eat and why don't I eat what I don't eat? So uncover what your food rules are. Also be like, okay, is this serving me? I have certain preferences for food. I have certain ways of eating that I prefer, right? Because I know they really serve me. It's like my own personal guidelines, so that's the question to ask, because not every sort of way of eating is wrong in terms of, um, you know, like in terms of having your own little personal rule or guideline, there's nothing wrong. It's just, a, is it serving me? Okay, that's the, that's the question. If it's not serving you, then it's time to release it. That's the next thing. It's like be having the willingness to like, okay, this is how I've always done it. And this is maybe my belief about it. This is like how I've kind of been programmed to think about a certain food or eating a certain way or that I have to count it a certain way, whatever. Um, Okay. And realizing, but yeah, if I'm honest with myself, no, it's not serving me. I see how it's caused this, this, and this type of pattern with me or feeling in me. That feeling is not serving me. Am I willing to release it? And then it's, you know, coming up with trying new things, exploration, so that you can begin to tune into what your true preferences are. That's the other thing. Once we um, realize like what's not been working for us and how we've been maybe rigid or following too many rules, living in too much fear around food, okay, I'm going to release that. Now I'm going to explore And I'm going to find what my true preferences are. Okay. Then, um, just always reminding yourself, this is the other important thing in the new way. Always reminding yourself that food rules will sabotage all your best intentions. Because when things have been, uh, like a certain way of being for a long time, you could call it a habit, a habitual way of thinking about things, uh, it can be easy that we fall back into it. All of a sudden, one day we can see that, oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing again. It's just that's how, the nature of habits. Um, so it's recognizing that if you've had a lot of food rules, you might sort of fall back into them unconsciously and and just reminding yourself that, oh, I see that I'm doing that and I don't want to do that because for this reason, food rules will always sabotage all your best intentions because we're not wrong for wanting the things that we want like the the intentions we have for our health our well-being are not wrong there are best intentions but sometimes we go about them in a way that only leads to sabotage okay that's what this is all about so in the new way we don't have rules for one huge specific reason because they will create a form of fear or anxiety. Food rules create pressure to be hypervillagent about what we eat. And this belief that one has to follow rules to eat healthfully basically creates a lot of anxiety, uncertainty, distrust within ourselves, and of course fear, in our relationship with food. And that fear leads to that mental obsession, that overthinking about food, that constantly like worrying about food that we can get into. And that also feels overwhelming too. The fear leads to also overwhelm. And none of these things lead to what we really want, which is to feel healthy, to feel good, to feel happy, and to feel satisfied. So discovering your food preferences is going to be based on the tastes you enjoy and also how food makes you feel physically in terms of your energy and vitality. It's something called um, food body congruence. But a food rule is different. So like I mentioned, food preference is great. We all have them, and we all need to have food preferences based on how our body responds to food and what our taste buds like. But a food rule is different because it's always sabotaging because it's rigid, and it because it creates fear and distrust with ourselves, and also that overwhelm. So in the end, it comes down to this: food rules and obsessions about food because of the food rules are never going to make you feel happy and you cannot live as a truly nourished woman if you feel pressure to follow food rules. So if you notice your food rules sneaking back in, just remind yourself, oh, this is never going to get me there. That's just the thing to remind yourself because they can be very convincing. Our old patterns and old ways of thinking can be very convincing and want to like pull us back in. We just have to remind ourselves that this is not going to get me there. There's a new way. So it's time to number one, legalize food and number two, reconnect with it. This is the new way. And connecting to food requires us to get out of our minds, out of all the thinking, out of all the judgments. Once again, releasing the rules about how to eat. And getting back into our bodies. Getting back into your body is what will allow you to spiral up into being a truly nourished woman. And with that, savoring. So legalizing and then connecting with food, which is savoring food. Whether you're eating a kale salad or a decadent dessert, make sure to have it prepared in the way that you love it so that it is satisfying and then savor, savor, savor. Be present and mindful while you, while you eat. Notice the different flavors and the textures as you're eating every bite. This is the new way of being with food that allows you to live as a truly nourished woman. And once again, there's no perfection about this. I mean, sometimes I eat and I'm like, whoa, that was, where did that go? You know, Some, that's just what we do as humans. Sometimes we get distracted. However, as a practice, you know, making those moment-to-moment choices is always about bringing ourselves back to remind ourselves, oh yes, I'm gonna savor this. Because it really is a blessing to be able to savor food. It truly is. It's one of the simplest gifts and pleasures in life that we can enjoy several times a day, every day. And if right now you are feeling in the old way, if you're feeling stressed about food more than you are at ease with food, and not feeling like you're living in the new way, then the peace process, like I talked about in the beginning of the episode, will be the perfect place for you to get to that level of joy, of ease, of freedom, of nourishment and satisfaction in your relationship with food. So the peace process is all about catapulting you out of the old way of stress and into the new way of peace. You're getting out of the this or that way of being with food and getting into the this and that way of being with food. And like I said, enrollment is open at the pre-sale price. We'll start officially in January, but if you're ready to go now and you don't want to wait, and if you want to start getting some of the perks of getting early and um, being able to learn, you know, uh, as I drop content, then now is the time. And just DM me on Instagram if you want to get started. I'm here for you. I would love to serve you however um, I can in your own journey to becoming a truly nourished woman. Until next time, thank you so much for being here. Sending you so much love. Bye-bye. Hello beautiful listeners, if you enjoyed what you heard on today's episode, if you had some breakthroughs or an aha moment, I would absolutely love to hear what those were. Tag me at Rebecca Laurel Hill on Instagram, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me get an idea of what's landing, what you want to hear, and more of what you want to go deeper on so that I can serve you at the highest level. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Let's all rise and change this world together by living as truly nourished women. Thank you again for being here. I'll talk to you in the next episode.